You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. I can. Top of the lane for the Franklin Cup of 2023. And the leader, Old Town Road. Akuta's a half a length away, then Bark. Don't stop dreaming. Old Town Road, Akuta's called on. Don't stop dreaming. The three-year-old hitting the hopple strongly. Old Town Road. Don't stop dreaming in Hurlihy, though. Don't stop dreaming in this fantastic three-year-old. He'll drive away for the Franklin Cup. Don't stop dreaming. We'll beat Old Town Road, Akuta third, then Bark. Simply you can just hear the way the Purdens speak about this horse, that they rate him so very highly. And as was mentioned there, he's only young with this wonderful record. And we get to see him on Saturday night against the Inner Dominion runner-up. It'll be a fantastic contest. Before Chris Barsby joins us, I'm just having a look at his lifetime uh, career starts, uh, this horse at the moment. Uh, I think he's only had about nine starts um, for... In fact, it's more than that. Um, Chris Barsby is, in fact, with us now. Have you got his career record in front of you, Chris? Um, I'm just having a look now. I've got lifetime starts. So he's had 16 starts for 12 wins. Good morning to you. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. You're really looking forward to seeing him on Aussie soil for the first time this weekend. So this will be, obviously, his final start, like many others, before the Hunter Cup on Saturday week. So maybe we'll just get more of a clearer guide of where he sits right now. So up against open-class opposition and going up against the Inter-Dominion runner-up. So it's a good test, so it's going to be very interesting. I'm sure Grant Dixon will be paying very close attention to him on Saturday mm. night. He's going to follow out Bulletproof Boy off the second row, Chris. Uh, has it got gate speed? I mean, potentially, where could he end up in the run there with better eclipse drawn the inside in race five on Saturday night over the 2200? No, he's in a good spot, so better eclipse drawn one, bulletproof boy to his outside, better eclipse should be able to, to hold that uh, early sort of advantage over bulletproof boy. How do they drive Hurricane Harley early in that race? Do they do they light him up? But don't stop dreaming's going to be in a good spot, Steve. He'll be on the fence, he doesn't oh, okay, have to get yeah. involved So he follows early. that better eclipse, does he, yep. Chris? From the, okay. Correct. Okay, so, well, what a race. Mm, so it's going to be quite tactical, that race, but... Uh, He'll be in a good spot and he doesn't have to get involved early. So that's a, a dangerous sign for his rivals there because, uh, you know, he's going to be hitting the line really well. Who's the leading driver in Queensland? Uh, well, Nathan Dawson's recently taken that mantle. Uh, it's interesting and I want to talk to Pete about this and I might even start with this as well. So just in the last decade, Steve, we have Shane Graham who set a mark of about 257 at the time. That was the record for Queensland for most wins in a single season. Pete McMullen two years ago, 3.15, and at the time he was the only Queensland driver to, to go past 300, and now just in the year, just completed 2023, Nathan Dawson, 413. So the question is, where does it end? The record for an Australian is Chris Alford at 4.56. So I asked that question to Nathan Dawson recently, and I'll ask that question to Pete McMullen when he joins us as well. Is that record gettable? 456 winners. I don't know if you saw the vision earlier in the week, Steve, but Chris Alford is verging on 8,000 victories. He was driving a horse out. It looked like it was going to win. The sulky just collapsed underneath him in the last probably 50, 75 Didn't metres. did that happen this... last year somewhere else as well? Yeah, it did actually, yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to remember where. Um, but I remember seeing that on social media as well. Mm. 
So luckily, uh, no no damage caused uh, for, for Chris Alford or any other drivers competing. And it was quite remarkable that the drivers around Chris at the time were evasive enough just to sort of steer clear and, and miss the drama because it could have been quite... Uh, quite dangerous in many ways. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting footage watching that. I think that was at Miraburra earlier in the week. So if you haven't checked it out, it's doing the rounds, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll have another look at it. Uh, I think he's getting close to 3,000 career winners as well, Chris, and he joins us now, Pete McMullen. Pete, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you're the, the best person to talk to. Uh, just about these figures for drivers now. So Shane Graham, 257, you uh, usurped that with 315, and now Nathan's got 413. Overall record, Chris Alford, 456. Is that gettable, that, that record, 456? Records are meant to be broken, but what's your take on it now? Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Records are meant to be broken, but, um, gee, it, it's hard work. Uh, you know, you, you got to turn up day in, day out and have the right horses in each and every race to be able to sort of get those sort of numbers um obviously they sort of do it quite often in, in america and you know you see aaron merriman quite often year after year gets you know in a sense of a thousand wins a year um but you got to be doing a, a lot of races mm. how taxing is it uh, both you know physically and emotionally it's got to take its toll uh personally for myself it, it was it was quite hard um you know my body didn't really hand up handle it all that well you know, as well as I you know, have a young family, um, so I sort of wanted to spend quite a lot of time with them. And so, when you're at the track all the time, it, it takes a, a lot, you know, a lot yeah. of hard work, a lot of dedication, and and it, it takes a lot out of you. Mm. So, do you think that record is in any sort of danger? Four fifty-six, the overall record. Uh, look, I'm sure it will get broken at some stage. Um, you know, how soon? I'm not sure. Um, Nathan possibly could do it this year you just don't know obviously he's had an absolutely amazing season last season and it seemed like he just went, kept winning every race so uh you know if he picks up where he left off it's, it's a chance he could even you know sort of continue to sort of maybe break his own record and, and maybe touch that record mm. the, the other thing though with nathan now last year uh no suspensions and he never took a, a holiday or a break at any stage during the season He's basically having a holiday now, so he's had last week off. I think he's out for this week. So, will that hinder his, uh, you know, efforts of trying to break what he established last year at four thirteen? Yeah, I think it will a little bit. Um, but I think last season you probably, I think he hit the ground running pretty quickly last season. So yeah, it possibly could sort of slow him up a little bit. Um, you know, obviously suspensions—they're they're a big key. Uh, that really sort of affected my year last year. I started off the horrible runabouts and um, yeah, it more or less meant my whole season was sort of, you know, any any sort of chance of reta you know, retaining the um, premiership was sort of just out of reach. Yeah, well, just on that, and I don't want to dwell on, 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 you know, the negative here, but for the first two months of last year, you were sitting on the sideline for a fair chunk of that, weren't you? Yeah, I had, I had a couple of suspensions sort of, you know, that were lingering over my head and ended up taking them and a couple others and yeah, I think for the first um, three months, I, was, I served two months on the sideline. So, um, yeah, it sort of really hindered any chance of being able to sort of hold that title. And um, and then obviously late in the year, we had the breeding season, which is probably I try and step away from that driving a little bit during that period. 
Pete, Steve, just in regards to that incident that Chris and I were speaking about at Maryborough with Chris Alfred and his sulky just appeared to part of it broke. I mean, have you watched that? And, um, you know, I just wonder what part of the sulky actually snapped. Was it fatigue or something metal for who knows? But have you ever seen that? Has that ever happened to you even in track work or something like that where a sulky's just busted like that? No, it's never happened, happened to me, but it did happen at Redcliffe there a few months ago to uh, Lane DeWire. happened there. Um, you know, obviously, these, these new American race bikes we have now, they're made of chrome moly, and, um, which does rust, and obviously a lot of powder coating and different things. You, you, can, you know, Moisture gets inside of them, and you probably don't realise that they're rusting from the inside out. And, and um, you know, I'm presuming Chris Elford's bike uh, has you know, quite a lot of wear and tear on it as well. Obviously, races quite a lot and does a lot of miles, so, you know, that's all got to play a factor. Yeah, I suppose there's probably stuff you can apply to try and reduce the rust, but inevitably it'll get to it eventually, won't it? Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, there's probably ways of trying to prolong their, um, you know, the sort of lifespan of them, but at the end of the day, yeah, it will rust. Right. I want to talk to you about a range of issues this morning. Uh, first and foremost, Somerset Farms. Is the breeding season over now or is there still opportunities for, for breeders to get a mare in foal? Um, we're just about to wrap it all up. Uh, Catch the Fire is still here for another until the end of next week. Um, so if anyone does want to get a mare in foal, it still is possible but uh, yeah, it's getting pretty quiet and I think the majority of the mares that were booked in are already been served and majority of my own foal too. Okay, well that's good news. Were you happy with the, the, the current breeding season for a rock and roll dance, Catch the Fire and the Trotter Classic Connection? Yeah, I think so. Um, Chantal and I are pretty pleased with the overall sort of numbers and results. Um, you know, we sort of set some targets and we uh, probably didn't quite meet them but we were only very, very short so um, yeah, we were pretty happy with the overall results. So. All in all, I think it was a, a success. Were they lofty targets that you guys set or were you keeping it sort of real? Um, no, I think they were maybe a little ambitious, but, um, you know, we still went very close to them. So, yeah, pretty pleasing. All right. Just on a rock and roll dance, best ever year, 2023. Amazing success. And it continues. He had a 1-2 result in the Shepparton Cup the other night. He won the Ballarat Cup with Kanina Provolima. He just keeps getting the job done. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. You know, every time you pick up sort of the results somewhere, any, anywhere in the country, uh, he usually has winners there at each and every meeting. It's um, his stock just keep getting better and better with age, and you know, not only do they win just overnight races, but yeah, obviously they're proven. They're now winning feature races as they get older. Yeah, and in New Zealand, he's having good success. He had good success across the weekend. He's now establishing himself as a broodmare sire with the likes of Confederate Cannibal in North America. So. He is a very, very underrated stallion. Yeah, 100%. You know, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, being a broodmare size is something very important too. It looks like he's going to leave a bit of a legacy. OK, so now that you're about to close off on 2023, what about 2024 later this year? Are you in the in the market for another stallion or are you happy with the lot that you've got now? Um, I, I think we'd always be open to anything that come our way. Um, you know, it's a sort of a big thing. It was a, you know, very, very big sort of uh, outlay for Chantal and I to to get catch the fire down under. So uh, whether or not we're ready to do that again, but um, definitely keen to have sort of you know more stay-ins or or, or uh, at least sort of interested in looking at possibilities of, of an Australian.
All right. It doesn't slow down for you guys. Now that you're closing the books on the Stallions, the sales are upon us. They start this weekend down the Gold Coast, the APG sale. The next month you've got the Nutrient sale. Month after you've got the Recliff sale. So you guys are preparing for these sales. So it's go, go, go at the moment. Yeah, it sure is. Um, yeah, we've got four on the APG sale on uh, Sunday, which is you know, pretty exciting. Some really nice lots there and a couple on the Nutrient sale as well. So... Um, yeah, it's been a little hectic, but, yeah, very exciting as well. A, a little birdie tells me you could have the sales topper there on Sunday, a very close relation to the uh, the champion Kiwi filly who's unbeaten Millwood Nike. Yeah, well, we're really hoping so. She's uh, a lovely filly out of the sister of Millwood Nike by the um, by Stay Hungry, which is he's doing very exciting things in North America. So, yeah, she's a lovely filly, and, uh, you know, I'd like to hope she's a sale topper, but you just never know until Saturday. Okay, that announcement that came out earlier in the week, it's gone largely unnoticed, but that Qbred announcement, is that a boost for, for those, you know, heading along to the sales this weekend and next month? Yeah, I think it's definitely um, going to help the smaller buyers. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's a great, a great idea and, you know, any sort of bonus is always a help. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, well, that's the that's the stud side of the business. Let's talk about your team with your wife, Chantel. Uh, you prepare plenty of nice horses. We've got the Sydney Miracle Mile Carnival just around the corner. Are you guys looking at taking a team to Sydney? Yeah, it's, it's still up in the air a little bit at the moment. Um, you know, the majority of them are on their way back uh, from a bit of a layoff over Christmas. And they're just going to, you know, as long as they come up right and everything goes to plan... Uh, there's a possibility we will take a few. Um, probably not too many at this stage. It's um, they've changed their whole carnival a little bit down there, and they put the mares and the fillies races a bit later, which you know, throws a bit of a spin in the works. But uh, there, there is a couple of nice four-year-olds that could be possibly going that way, um, possibly like Blacks of Dance and possibly a three-year-old for Derby. All right. Well, I'm going to rattle off a few names. You can tell me and the listeners where they're at as far as their preparation is concerned. Black Sedan. So we haven't seen him since the Inter-Dominion campaign. Where's he at? Uh, he's probably only had a week off a of trial. He's um, done really well, come through that really good. Um, everything's, everything's on track. And, you know, if he comes back, all right, he possibly could head to Sydney. But, uh, you know, it'd be nice to try and dodge leap the fame where possible. RD's Flash. Uh, he's in the same sort of boat. He had a nice little break over Christmas and uh, probably ready to trial the next week or two. And um, he, he is a you know, candidate for the chariots. Uh, just depends on how he comes back, but that would be the ideal aim. Whisper a secret? Uh, he's in the same schedule as Artie's Flash. He's uh, about a week or two off a of trial. And, um, you know, all, all things going well, he possibly could be heading to the chariots as well. Riley Rainbow? Um... Yeah, getting close to the trial, uh, she's a little bit tubby still, but she has plenty of time. Um, she had a really good spell and done really well, and uh, they have put the, the Oaks back to May, I believe it is, so um, there's, no, there's no rush there. Um, so, you know, hopefully she comes back as good as she left off, but it's going to be tricky trying to find races for the national rating system. It's going to really make it tough for her. OK, two from the trials yesterday, Delhi Row and this former Kiwi, the Janitor. Delhi Row, he um, he possibly could go to Sydney for the Derby if um, all everything else goes to plan with the rest of the team. But uh, happy with where he's at. You know, his trial yesterday was okay. Um, we, we believe he's going to be a better three year old three year old than what he was at two. Um, so fingers crossed that happens. All right, the janitor. Um, 
he's a he's a big awkward sort of horse. Uh, trial was good yesterday. Um, he's still a bit green and got a bit to learn. So, you know, I think he'll just stay local for a little while and just you know learn his craft a little bit. Okay, and just one else uh, or another one from the stable and coming out of the Inter Dominion, Gus. What what are we looking at with Gus? Uh, he's probably going to trial next week. Um, He's going to hopefully sit back into the Jim McNeil real nice. So, uh, yeah, pretty exciting. It was very pleasing to see how well he performed in the Inter Dominion series. And, yeah, it's, you know, yeah it's, we're, we're all very excited here anyway. OK. Uh, the Jim McNeil, that's a stand start. Any issues about him back behind the tapes? Um, we're hoping that he's going to, be, going to be better behaved behind the tapes. Obviously, the mobile, um, he, he sort of seemed to get down pat towards the end, but... Uh, he was getting quite fizzed up with, with it all and um, with the standard starts, he seems to stay a bit more relaxed and usually a bit better, bit better behaved. All right. Any other new trotters in the stable? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, not complaining. All right. All good. All good. Hey, you've got some nice drives tonight at Reckless, so uh, punters are keen to find out uh, what you're thinking about some of these drives. Your first comes up in race two tonight. Uh, off your rocker crocker, drawn the inside of the second row, and it looks like you're up against Team Butler here because they've got uh, some really good chances. Lothario, Eurobeat, speak with Sam. How do you rate off your rocker crocker? Um, he's been a bit of a letdown, to be honest. Uh, we sort of thought he'd do a better job than what he's done. Um, but tonight, he sort of finally gets a draw race from the fence. Uh, fingers crossed he can actually do something tonight. Okay, race four, you're driving Isla and Addy for Sean Grimsey. So, how does this filly line up? Yeah, I think she'll uh, race quite well there. Um, you know, a couple of starts back, and yeah, I think she's nearly ready to win. All right, she's going forward at the start. Um, I'll have to talk to Sean, but I like to go forward. <laughs> uh, race six, uh, Yogi's first up. Uh, he's a talented tie, but probably just a little up and down. How, how does he sort of rate for you here? Um, I'm actually looking forward to driving him tonight. It's a horse I've sort of always watched and thought he had good ability and, um, you know, probably hasn't done the things he kind of looked like he might have done, but, you know, I think he'll race well. All right. The tax evader, it's uh, well fancied in the tab markets right now. He was a winner two starts ago. Can can he bounce back? Um, I think he needs to improve a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, the run last week should help him a little bit, but he, yeah, he's, he's only probably... An average horse, in, in fairness, he's only racing an average bunch. OK, so he's a lot different to his brother. Yes, definitely. Yeah, OK. Uh, Kerry B and race A, drawn gate one. Yeah, um, obviously the draw's a big help and, yeah, should should race quite well. All right. And Just Call Me Nitro on the last race. This is the maiden. Can can you be the magic man and get the job done here with Just Call Me Nitro? Yeah, it, it, probably if there's a race that... You know, looks like he's going to win. This could be it. Um, you know, plenty of times look like a winner and just hasn't been able to quite get the job done, but hopefully tonight's the night. All right, start number 38 coming up tonight for uh, uh, for that runner there. So we'll see if you can get the job done. Uh, just looking ahead to Saturday night, you've got some really good drives there. Is there one in particular that stands out? Uh, a little bit of a tricky sort of night. A um, few nice horses, but they're all drawn out the back and drawn a bit ordinary, so... Uh, yeah, be a bit of a tricky night, but hopefully we can get some luck somewhere. OK. Just one question without notice. I know you're a massive fan of Leap to Fame, and now that you're in the stud game, what sort of fee would he be looking at right now? He's by Better's Delight out of an Aunt Major mare. 
What what sort of fee would he command as it stands right now? Um, it, it'd be very tricky. Um, you know, he'd have to be sort of up there with some of the sort of high-profile stallions, I would have thought. Um, mm. You know, Kevin Kevin and Cave have always been very generous in the past with uh, their stallions and possibly could be a little bit cheaper, which would be great for the breeders because he uh, he's going to add a lot to the breeding industry. He's going to be popular, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's. Um, I think he's got everything. There's, he's just got no faults, and you know, all the way through, you know, him all the way through his pedigree, it's um, yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Pete, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, good luck over the next couple of weeks. I know it's going to be flat out, but I really appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Thank you. There's Pete McMullen joining us, Steve. So uh, plenty of uh, ground mm. cover there with Pete, but uh, always interesting. Uh, he, he speaks his mind and he, and he thinks about a lot of things in harness racing, so always good to chat with yeah, Pete. People like hearing opinions, uh, don't they? Mm. Too right. Matty Elkins always got one. Yep. I've Cap got a lot of, I've got a lot of questions for Matty. Oh, well, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matty, uh, as I say good morning, uh, yesterday uh, I got told that Big Skewy pocket the cash, so your horse and your partner's Narissa uh, sold. So are they bound for North America? Yeah, they've um, both been a done deal and now wait for their plane to America. Okay. Are you surprised it took so long with Big Skewy given how good his form's been in recent times? Yeah, there was a lot of... Um they were buying him, they're not buying him, buying him, not buying him. It sort of went on for a few months, but in the end, he ended up having a lot more money staying here, so it worked out okay. All right, and pocket the cash. He would have been a good purchase for Narissa. Uh, got him over from WA. He's knocked up winning races here, so nice little bit of business there with him. Yeah, it was a good um, good turnaround for money there. He sort of wasn't here long, and we didn't spend much on him either, so um, it was a very profitable few months for pocket the cash. All right, so they're off to North America. Sales start this weekend. Are you guys looking at the sales or are you sticking more with the tried horses? Um, probably stick to more of the tried horses. We might pop down for a bit of a look, but um, they tend to go for a bit of money. And as you know, it's a couple of years waiting where if you sort of get the tried horses, you can get them to the races pretty quickly. Is that something, though, that you guys are going to sort of switch focus on in time to come, uh, concentrating more on the young ones? Like, there's plenty of reasons to get young ones, like you've got all the bonuses and there's plenty of good money races available. So is that something that you might switch to in time to come? Yeah, it just depends. It's sort of something we both want to get into, but at the same time, when you're paying a mortgage and setting up a property, it sort of... It's a lot of money to outlay. Um, you do get your bonuses, and that's why the prices are going up, and that's good for the game. But um, as a young couple, spending plenty of money on a property, it's, it's sort of hard to go and fork out good money and buy probably the better, better type horses. Yeah, that, that's understandable. And, and just on that, uh, did, did you get down on bended knee recently? Yeah, I did. The old knee got a little bit wobbly on the holiday season. <laughs> but she said yes. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Congratulations to you both. Hey, just looking back at last year, 2023, 87 winners. Uh, 2022, that was your PB season, 142. How do you sort of compare the two years? Um, it was pretty disappointing, to be honest, on the driving front, but we did sort of have a big year with Nurses Fall early in the year and there was sort of a shift to, to training more later in the year and um, the training side of things really went well, I felt, and, Probably Big Skewy made that job a bit easier, but the driving was a bit quieter, which was a little bit disappointing. 
Okay, so is that a, a change in focus for you this year? You want to sort of get up uh, and reach that century again? Yeah, definitely. It's always a goal we have at the start of the season. Um, it's been a bit quiet for a while, but always hoping to pick up some drives and kick that up, kick that along again. Are you happy with the current form? Yeah, it's been a funny start to the season. I think I've driven five winners all for Mark McNee, so I'm lucky I'm driving for him at the moment. Right, well, those horses are going exceptionally well. Naughty Galvanite, how do you rate him? Yeah, he's actually a real progressive horse this season. Um, I think he's always shown a bit of ability, but his manners kind of let him down a little bit. He used to get a bit fierce and keen, but um, all things are going well at the moment. He's probably going to take a step up to the next class. Now he's won a few, but I can't see why he won't measure up. Yeah, he's by the super side, Better's Delight. And as we know, Better's Delight, they come in all shapes and sizes. He's only a little fella, isn't he? Yeah, he's only real small, but, you know, I sort of don't know his best aspect yet. He seems to have good speed and... But then he also great in front and only really knuckles down once one gets to him. Right, the other one that I've got to ask about from Mark McNeese stable, he's uh, aptly named, dead set crazy. He's got all the ability, but he's a bit headstrong. Yeah, he's got so much ability, too much for his own good at some times, I think. But, you know, his last few, he's done everything right from a mobile and a stand, so that's a big step in the right direction. And um, yesterday's race just didn't really suit, and they went so slow and dashed up the straight, but I thought his run was full of merit. All right, we'll keep following him. You've got a number of drives tonight at Redcliffe. I want to go through these. We start in the first with Art Thou Lexi. Drawn two off the second row. Is she getting close to a win? She was placed last time out. Yeah, she seems to always be around the money. Um, I think she deserves a win. She um, makes me earn it in the prelims. She doesn't mind a buck or two, but um, she is racing well, and that race doesn't look out of reach tonight, I don't think. Okay, who's the horse to beat? Blackjack Beth from the inside, or is it Sal's last blast chasing three in a row? Yeah, I'd say Blackjack Beth and even holding no currency down in seven and sort of Talia's horses in good form. So they're probably the top three main chances. All right, race four tonight, DC Rock. And this guy's got ability, but uh, he can be a little bit up and down. How do you rate him tonight in race four? Yeah, it's sort of the first time I've sat behind this guy in a while now. Um, but I do know... A couple of times driving him previously, he's run some good races from back in the field and up front. So, you know, if he's on his A game, it's not that strong of a race for him there tonight. All right. Again for McBenham in race five, roll on eggs. He was a winner two starts ago. He's drawn two off the second row. Is he a hope here? Yeah, I think he just got a scrap last week. He was pretty disappointing last week, but he was out the back and never really got his chance. But, you know, going around in those races week in, week out, they're not overly strong. He probably just has the right trip. All right, what about She's Hers and Race 6 draw on the inside of the second row? Yeah, it's probably a tricky draw for her there. She seems to race better out in front in these weaker races, but, you know, she'll have a good French trip and could run into some minor money. All right, your last drive tonight in Race 8, Bo Hart. He's going well. He's been placed three of his last four. Do you give him any sort of hope here? Um, if the six wasn't in that race, I'd say he'd be a really good chance. He's sort of been knocking on the door and been waiting for a front row draw with him to get him forward and just keep him rolling along but um, the six sort of looks well into that race if it does everything right but I think if we can get to the death and keep him honest he'll run a good race actually Alright, well that's Bo Hart there and the horse that you're referencing is Reese drawn out in gate number six so that's your lot tonight at Redcliffe. I've got to ask a question. Saturday night Who's likely, and I'm not saying this Saturday night, but who is likely to win a race sooner out of Rock Tagonal and Carly Morgan? Well, 
Rock Tagginal might need my brother back driving because I couldn't win a race on him and he jumped on and won first up with him. So, But um, they're both racing really well. They're just Carly Morgan, she can't buy a barrier in those mares QOs. So she's sort of probably got to wait her turn until she gets the right trip. We'll go with Rock Tagginal. Okay, Rock Tagginal. He's got gate eight there on Saturday night inside of the second row. And Carly Morgan, she either draws seven or she's off the second row. Yeah, I think the Hammy Cuppers need to have a look at the way the Mets QOs are, are um, drawn up every week. The national ratings, three out of the four weeks, and when it seems to be the random barrier draw, I still seem to land gate seven or ten. All right. Well, that's the, the harness side. The other thing that I've got to ask about, Big Bash final tonight, Heat down in Sydney taking on the Sixers. Who wins and why? Um, my heart says the Heat, but I think um, if I'm putting out a tip, I'd say the Sixers. I think the Heat has struggled since they've lost a couple of imports, and I think if Josh Brown doesn't fire, they might be in some trouble with their batting lineup. Can't lose two grand finals in a row, surely. Lost last oh, year to the Scorchers. I think Queensland are having a bad run in all finals, so they would like to overturn it somewhere, I think. Yeah, it's a good point. So the Lions went under, the, the Broncos went under, so uh, hopefully the Heat can turn it around. Hey, Matty, as always, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside tonight. All right, thanks, Chris. There's Matty Elkins joining us. So, uh, yeah, he thinks the Sixers are the team to beat tonight, so we'll wait and see. That's coming through later tonight. Darren Clayton's about to join us, Steve, and he's got plenty of info that he's going to pass on. There's a few questions I want to pose to him as well, so he shouldn't be too far away. He's with us now. Good morning, Darren. Morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. How are we today? Isn't it great we're going to see Just Believe and Leap to Fame again this week? Yeah, same same night again. Again, differing tracks, but uh, Just Believe, I don't... Uh, he was a late nom for that race, and um, whether it's just the fact that he's done so well, I'm not really sure, but... Uh, he was he was brilliant in his return first up, so you couldn't imagine him having too many problems in that uh, in that small field. So, uh, sure, a win in that race will take him over a million dollars. Chris, with those New Zealand trotters, your Muscle Mountains and so on, um, is there much firing over there at the moment? I mean, that would measure up with him if he if he does go over there for that race on the Greens night. Oscar Bonavina is absolutely flying. He's part of the All Stars operation, so uh, he's clearly uh, the, the, the number one trotter in New Zealand. Muscle Mountain just seems to be a little up and down with his form, but Oscar Bonavina has been brilliant over the past couple of months. So he would be the main one. There's probably a few others there lurking, but uh, top seeds clearly Oscar Bonavina and Muscle Mountain. The other one that I wanted to ask Darren about was Leap to Fame. So he won last week over the mile, Darren, 53 or 52.9, whatever it was. Pretty pretty standard stuff there for, for Leap to Fame. Saturday night, he steps up to 2,100 in readiness for the Hunter Cup, which is a, a staying trip. What do you think they do or how do they attack this race on Saturday night? Are they there to, to run a really solid last mile and a solid last half or do you think they just go through the motions a bit like they did last week? Uh, yeah, I, th I think they probably want to give him a little bit more of a, a, a searching workout compared to last week. Last week, gate seven, he found the front pretty comfortably and um, I'm not sure when the last time Leap to Fame would have got away with a 31-1 quarter at any stage of a race. So, um, you know, that's easy pickings for him and even a, a third quarter of 28, he's only had to sprint home, which he was able to do. So... Yeah, I think they'd probably want to um, tighten the screws a little bit 
probably not too much. He does have to travel down to Victoria as yet, but we've seen it hasn't really affected him previously in his trips down there. So, um, yeah, I'd suggest it'd probably be a little bit tighter um, on him this week, but uh, I don't think he has to do too much again to actually win that. So whether they just... Um, ease back a little bit at the start and not sort of send him forward as quickly. I'm not really sure whether that would be how they could go about that. Either way, I don't think there's any concerns in him winning again. Uh, it's just how hard a run they give him in preparation for that Hunter Cup. Is Tim's a trooper a lock to, to make the trip down to Melbourne with him? Uh, I think he would be, and I think a good showing in this behind behind leap to fame would. Biggest problem there is uh, perhaps just his early speed. Um, Romani's a, a quick beginner, and Romani had an early look last week, but was repelled and had to go back. So if uh, Romani fires out this time, he might nearly get across Tim's a trooper, which would not be ideal. So they might just be uh, be a little bit more aggressive on Tim's a trooper. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't um, spoken to the to the connections, Chris, but. Um, do you know, was Tim's a trooper a ballot out of that Ballarat Cup or they just took him out of the nominations? Because he I think was he was originally nominated. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I noticed that myself and uh, there's no way he could have been overlooked. I had Kendi's butterfly going around in that race. So he must have been pulled out because uh, he would have been a certain starter, Tim's a trooper, given his credentials. The other one in that race on Saturday night, that open, it's race four, which is a good time again at 7.15, same time as last week. Manila Playboy, we spoke with Shane Fraser last week. They're eyeing off Sydney as well, so they're looking at the Miracle Mile, probably going to the Newcastle Mile, a race that Leap to Fame's likely to go to as well. So uh, they'd be hoping for a, a good showing here. Yes, yeah, certainly, and um, he was last spotted in the Inter-Dominion Constellation. He's a couple of good runs through the heats, second in that first round of heats, uh, which was at the mile. Uh, on that occasion, he, he really finished off. He, he really is good off speed. This guy's trialled last week uh, to prepare. Probably didn't have to, to beat much in that trial. Quite a few younger horses in it. So, um, But again, he finished off nicely, 28-2, 27-7. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he positions in the run and... Um, you know how how that lines up. Gate five makes it a little bit tricky. Like I said, Romani's got speed to his inside. Um, Nella Playboy's not really known for getting forward, but he could certainly push forward early and try and find a, a more handy position. That's for sure. Okay, well that's race four, part of a ten race program coming through on Saturday night. Action gets underway at five forty three. Yearling sales, they're upon us. APG Sunday down at the Gold Coast Magic Millions Complex at Bundle there. Uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how that all unfolds, the, the Nutrient Sale, the, the Sunshine Stars Yearling Sale coming up next month, February 11. So it's going to be uh, quite busy for a lot of licensees over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, certainly uh, plenty of young ones to look at and potential newcomers into stables and um, as we know, yearling sales can also be quite a social time, so there might be a, a little bit extra on their plates away from the racing as well. But, yeah, the APG down at the Gold Coast, so um, keen to see what that produces. And then the Nutrient off the back of uh, some announcements from Racing Queensland as well, another, uh, another enhancement. Um, so if a, a Qbread lot sells for uh, greater than $7,500 uh, and it's purchased there 
by someone, not buybacks are excluded, uh, there will be uh, some extra money go back to the purchaser straight off the bat. So $2,000 cash back. Um, so that's a, another QBred incentive coming out from Racing Queensland. Yeah, low-key low announcement, though. Yeah, it certainly was. It's. Um, I think it's one of those ones that's just perhaps aimed at, um, you know, some of those buybacks which we have seen sometimes can really affect a sale. Horses really just going through the ring to enhance their, um, to be staked for certain sales. Whereas this time, uh, you know, 7,500, which is effectively the second win bonus. So uh, 2,000 cash back on those. Yeah, bit low key, but uh, it's out there now. And uh, like the Proto Star yesterday, we had the uh, slot uh, ballot for that race, $500,000 race at the creek in July. Richest race on the Queensland calendar now and richest race uh, two-year-old exclusive. Mm. Have you got that ballot there? Who, who were the successful uh, uh, people to, to, to land a, a slot for that race? So 10 slots up for grabs. This is a race for two-year-olds over a mile during the Constellations. Yeah, so uh, the first ballot out was Gemma Hewitt Racing. She was the first one out. Jamie Dernberger-Smith um, from uh, Summit Bloodstock. He was the second. Um, the others were Solid Earth, so Kevin and Kay Seymour. Goose Dolphin Racing from New South Wales, headed up by Aaron Goadsby. Darren Garrard Racing, Terry Clues from South Australia, but Nathan Jack um, does a lot of his horses. Aaron Dunn Racing out of Victoria and GSM Racing um, here in Queensland. Greg Mitchell, Greg and Sharon. All right, Mitchell. and the sponsor has uh, two slots two as well, spots, so that yeah. makes up the uh, the ten slots there for that race. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how that plays out. Uh, you know, during our carnival in July, so that's interesting. The other one, just yesterday, I spoke with Graham Dwyer. They've since put out a, uh, a post on, on social media, but not as promised as not eligible for any awards at the upcoming Racing Queensland function. Yeah, that's a, that's a real baffling one. Um, I don't know what more you can say about that. I think the fact that he won't be there speaks for itself or that he won't be included um, in, in terms of how you view that. I don't think there's any other way to view it other than it, it's beyond extremely disappointing. Um, here's a horse that uh, came to Queensland by to a Queensland trainer, a Queensland owner, um, all of its... Queensland driver. Queensland driver, who was the national champion last year, uh, and you only have to ask him what was his highlight of the year, and it's win winning the Victorian Trotters Derby, a race that no Queensland has ever done. And, um, you know, this horse did all its high-end performing for, for Graham Dwyer. So, um, yeah, it's. I think there needs to be a, a pretty serious review into that, the fact that he he misses out on any Queensland award. And then the, the I guess the double whammy onto that is he's not eligible for any Victorian awards either. Um, mm. Well, he would, he would be eligible, but all his performances were for a... or high-end performances are for a Queensland trainer, so he's not going to... Um, to get any traction at all there, so um, you know it's yeah, 
It's something. So the reason really. why, just to outline to, to people wondering why he's not eligible, um, th- th- there's a rule in place, the horse had to be here for six months and he fell, what, three weeks short, give or take, 16 or 17 days short of that six-month period? I think it was 12 days, Chris. It wasn't well, two weeks. Yeah. It wasn't two weeks. And, um, and that's only on um, a date effective. He didn't, you know... I think the purchase actually went through on the 3rd of July... And then the horse arrived in Graham Stable on the 12th of July. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty disappointing that that's the way it can pan out, especially for connections. Um, you know, Graham's the, the first one to admit he's, you know, he's an Aussie battler. He's built his way up from sort of some pretty humble beginnings and uh, he's been on the ride of his life and um, he's not going to get the recognition that he probably rightly deserves. Mm, it's disappointing. So not eligible for Queensland or Victoria, but he's still a chance of picking up the Australian Trotter of the Year for a three-year-old. Yeah, he certainly is. Um, he's probably, again, f- f- faced a... Um, he's certainly in the running, that's for sure, for three-year-old Trotter of the Year. Um, he's just cracked rocking with attitude this year who um, won Oaks and Derbies in two states, so um, she might uh, get plenty of interest. But he's certainly in the running and certainly in the running for the three-year-old trotting colt or gelding of the year. But, yeah, yeah disappointing all round. Yeah, let's hope he picks up uh, an award and recognises the uh, the efforts that he put in during 2023. Uh, Reckliff tonight, we've got nine races. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, I'm going in race five, horse number three, Tacker's Last Dance. Uh, Favourite last week, just uh, didn't work out for us. She started to make her run in the race, locked wheels, lost momentum, and, and that was the end of the penny section, as they say. Um, she'd been running in some pretty strong races prior to that. Uh, I think she's not quick out, so that doesn't bother her. She'll just uh, she's got a quick be- beginner drawn to her inside. She can just hold position, probably lobs a one-one, and, and hopefully finish over the top. Race five, horse three, Tacker's Last Dance. Okay, three dollars with Tab right now. Uh, anything else stand out on that card? Uh, there's one a race later just at a bit of value. I thought uh, I thought it's come up over the odds. It was race six, horse three, Candy Cane. Uh, drew the second line last start, went to the inside for some shortcuts, didn't quite work out. She drew gate one, not a quick beginner, and got locked away the start before that. So um, she's had a few runs back from a spell, but not really much has been in her favour. I think it just presents as a better opportunity this time from where she's drawn. So I uh, gave her a, a good each-way hope, race six, horse three, candy cane. All right, there's value there as well. $12, two seventy the place. They're the fixed odds prices with tab right now. Let's look at this quaddy, races five, six, seven and eight. Do we stand out, Tacker's last dance? Yeah, happy to stand her out. Like I said last week, just no luck whatsoever. So um, happy to stand her out. If there was any dangers, Jamaican Resort, he only just got nutted last time. He looks the leader or or ghost train from uh, off the second line. But happy to go one out with number three, second leg. Uh, number three on top again, Candy Cane. Uh, throw in a few others around her. Um, number six, Yogi, he's first up here. Gate six, no, not ideal, but uh, he's a handy performer when right, and he's a five-time Redcliffe winner. And number one, Night Shadow, um, the gates haven't really helped him of late, but he's got good early speed, so we'll go one, three, six. Third leg, race seven. Uh, happy to go with two runners here, number four, Taxavator, the, or the Taxavator. Um, 
should be able to get across. He'll be a nice short price, and if there's a danger, probably comes from number seven, Arcuna. Um, just where she positions from gate seven, she might just get locked away three back, but um, they're the two there, four and seven, and bring it home with one runner in the last, Reezy. Um, Graham Dwyer trained runner first up for his stable was formerly prepared by uh, Jack Butler doesn't have many starts to her name but uh, she's got some ability and um, she wasn't far away from Glover um, recently and Glover as we've seen has gone on to win in Metro Company here she is back in a in a one win pace at Redcliffe so that looks pretty good for her race eight number six Reese. Okay, so that's three into one, three, six, four and seven, and then six. So a grand total of $6 for the quaddie tonight. Yeah, I think it uh, is a hopefully pretty straightforward. That's the way it looks. All right, well, that's Rickler tonight, nine races, and they get underway tonight at 5.22. Hey, Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. You can have Friday off because it's a public holiday. Yeah, looking forward to that, Chris, and uh, hopefully this this weather event that's happening up north doesn't uh, work its way down. There's been a bit of talk that there'd be some serious rainfall around here, which not ideal with a, a full moon and a king tide for Albion Park, but uh, hopefully the, the latest prediction, we might just get away with it.